thirsty and 30. Men have to find their marriage very, very, very happy before they don't cheat. Whereas women have to find their marriage very, very, very unhappy before they consider cheating. Unfortunately, in my clinical experience, it seems like men can compartmentalize love and sex far more easily than women can. Men seem to be driven by desire for novelty. And uh, as my wife often says, you know, the least imaginative of them, cheat. I mean, who defines love? Maybe you're right. Maybe he loves you. But is this the kind of love you want? Or yeah. are you settling? Thirsty and 30. Hey, thirsty people, Sherry here, one half of the Thirsty and 30 duo, a blind leading the blind chat show on Smarter Love. Here's a little re-release of one of our favorite episodes from season one. Before we continue, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of our episodes. I decided to re-edit this one just to highlight all the best parts, keeping it sexy, so to speak. Listen in as we talk to Dr. Margie Holmes, the Philippines' top sex expert, and her husband Jeremy Bear about infidelity. This episode is for all of you whose heart has been broken by betrayal. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did. Here is infidelity, pass or save. Thirsty and 30. So this topic, or shall I say this practice, is so ingrained in Filipino culture um, for such a taboo subject, it is talked about with no shame from our usual family table conversations to it being one of the most popular movie plot lines. The question here is why? Why are we so obsessed with this? Yeah, so our guest tonight doesn't really need any introductions, but because we absolutely adore her, actually, there are two. We have a surprise guest. I'm really Very happy that. Yeah, I'm happy that they both decided to join because they are just the most adorable, witty couple that I aspire to have. Our guest tonight is Dr. Margie Holmes, a person who exudes humor, wit, and honesty, even if you were just stuck in an elevator with her for five minutes. There's absolutely no doubt on why she is the leading therapist in the Philippines when it comes to sex and relationships. By the way, she is one of only seven people to graduate magna cum laude among more than 2,000 who graduated that year. She studied psychology and public health with specializations in sex therapy and marriage counseling. Also, Bea, she is married to a very handsome um, man from the UK, Prince Harry's handsome uncle, Jeremy. <laughs> Okay, guys, he's not really Prince Harry's handsome uncle, but he is very handsome. Jeremy Bear, be. also known as Asawani Dr. Holmes. They're co-columnists of um, Two Pronged, which is which has been on Rappler for six years. They are co-authors of two books, Love Triangle and Imported Love. I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Margarita Holmes and Jeremy. I'm not Prince Harry's uncle. I'm his great uncle. Oh, oh you, you, you could be cousins, come on. <laughs> so sweet. Okay, so Dr. Holmes, we are so excited to have the both of you here. So we're like two giddy schoolgirls. Bay is like a schoolgirl on like feed or something. I don't know what's happening to her. <laughs> so for our chat today, we will be discussing infidelity and you've divided it into two parts. Um, one-time cheating and long-time cheaters. So first, we usually like to start with 
um an icebreaker but today we'll start with like quick fire questions oh okay yeah we'll start with that but i guess like before we get into the quick fire questions i do want to ask what is your secret to your marriage like the two of you i would say that uh two things <laughs> firstly we both had a great deal of experience before we got married but <laughs> marriages that didn't work oh. so that was one thing and the other thing is we keep it a secret oh <laughs> so we, we have to go through our own marriages first bea and then yeah. eventually you will find the marriage that sticks. I can't even get one. I can't even get one nailed down. Oh, the man, if you're only 30, or I was 30. Anyway, that's 31 so soon, soon. Because of COVID, it speed oh, up the process. <laughs> I don't count this year because, you know, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. 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 When we got married, I was 52. Jeremy was. 57. 57. Of course, it was my fourth marriage and his second. That's why it took so. But still, I was 52, you were 57. Yeah. And now we're in our 70s. And now we're in our, maybe we shouldn't tell them that because then they won't buy our books. Anyway. They look very hip to us. Very hip. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Bay, our quick fire question. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay, true or false? Um, we have a common, like a couple of uh, cheating sayings. Cheating sayings, like cliches. Once a cheater, always a cheater. True not or necessarily. false? Necessarily. <laughs> like, no. Likely, but not necessarily. Okay, no. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, second, all men cheat. No. No. Really? I don't think St. Joseph cheated. Oh. <laughs> oh, so it's very special, special men. Okay, this this one is inspired by, not really inspired, like just because of COVID and a lot of the like AIDS as well. Um, cheating is now can be considered attempted murder. Oh, that's very interesting. I not even put attempted. It is. It is. <laughs> murder, yeah. Well, if the person dies, yes. No, but even, you know, it could murder your relationship. It could murder your trust in women or men. But uh, anyway, okay. But, but what about if nobody knows about it? Oh, so it can murder you. And you're certain. Yeah, your soul. Okay. Um, men cheat more than women. Apparently not. <gasps> according, really? to, according to studies that I've read recently. <laughs> Are those studies written by men only? Darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, the These are studies that are purely by transgenders. No. <laughs> I am not woke again. He's not woke again. Anyway, no, the latest research I read, which is done by the University of Chicago, which is supposed to be well-respected in the sense that it followed the Kinsey study. So, you know, a large number of men and women, large sample, and unlike the Kinsey studies, which only focused on white men and women, I think they took pains to make it a more diversified culture. At any rate, and it's still said that men cheated more than women, but women were starting to cheat more. Not that I think this is a good thing or a bad thing. Now, 25% of women admitted to cheating in that study. And the men? 
And the men, I think it was 50%. Okay, this one. Um, it's 100% the cheater's fault. <laughs> no. Agreed. No, not at all. Okay, okay, people generally don't cheat when they are in good relationships. Yeah. Aha, uh -huh. I disagree. Alas, no. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> last, but last. I like not... this one. I like. Shari, this one. take this one away. Take this one away. Um, better yeah. to be better to be occasionally cheated than perpetually suspicious. False dichotomy. <laughs> you mean what can be in between that? Or... Yeah. It doesn't have to be just one or the other. Mm -hmm. There are other possibilities. Mm, very interesting. Now, I will follow him. Yeah, there might be eternally suspicious is pretty bad. But you're saying occasionally cheated is that you find out? I guess, you have, I guess you have an acceptance that you're occasionally cheated on versus oh. you're just... Um, Suspicious. Oh, Suspicious. Well, yeah. I would leave with either. I know. Like, I'll be celibate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for answering those quick fire questions, and I think you've consoled a lot of people. So, so Dr. Holmes, what's an effective way to get your point across? That, hoy, stop it. Keep it in your path. What's like a good way to get that message across? Not like that, Sherry. Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, tell us, how do we like stop the cheating? If you're a woman who's prepared to tolerate it once, yeah. give him another chance. Then you say, you know, next time I'm out of here. When he does it the second time, you got to leave. Because otherwise it's useless. So you just have to stick to your word. That's it. When you say well, that's you, you, you have to be firm in your own mind. Mm, yeah. What the game plan is. Yes. And it, you know, if, I think it, if you're really, really resolute, that may penetrate the thick skull of the Neanderthal that you're married to. And if, he, as you know, my wife said, if he really loves you, then he'll stay and he'll behave. But if he doesn't really love you, then, you know, game over. This is presuming that the woman doesn't want you to cheat, right? Because there are some women who don't care. I mean, they might care, but not that much. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to put that point in. Don't you think, darling? Yeah. Well, there are tons of women who are happy if you give them a credit card and you know, a nice house and good education yeah. for the children mm. and all the rest of those nice things. And, you know, if the price of that is that you fool around, they might even be happy. <laughs> yes, you know? that's right. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, sorry to say, but not all men are great lovers. <laughs> okay. Uh, are happy to be left alone. Yeah. Now, whether what what they do with their spare time is another matter. <laughs> but to that, I think it's not. I think it's not just women who um don't mind you being unfaithful as long as you give them all the accoutrements of being a wife, you know, credit card, support them financially, et cetera, et cetera. 
they may, there may be women who say, you know, I mean, I love you, you love me, we'll stay by the kids, but let's have an open marriage because monogamy is impossible. I mean, there are not as many men as women. Mm. Or, you know, but I think that's another thing one has to take into account. Don't you think so? Yeah, and I think there are other, there are other people who just aren't that interested in sex. Oh, so. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's uh, sexual, you mean? Well, not that. Yeah, but close to that end of the schedule, yes. So what do you mean? So they feel that since they can't give the kind of sex their partner wants, they're ready for them to fool. They're not fool around, they're ready for them to give permission someone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Interesting, yes. Their homes, you have a few other questions. Um, Based on what you've heard, what are the most common reasons that people actually cheat? Other than, I guess, the sex isn't good, what else is yeah. there? I think probably the, the major thing is novelty. Mm. Men seem to be driven by desire for novelty. And uh, as my wife often says, you know, the least imaginative of them cheat. There are many ways uh, of I, like I think the other thing is you cheat if you can. You get away with it or uh, good. Depends on the condition of your marriage. Uh, depends whether you spend 20 weeks of the year traveling, all this sort of stuff. You know, there, there are many variables. How about you, Dr. Marti? Like, what do you think are the reasons? You know, the need for novelty exists in both men and women. But sometimes, uh, somehow, uh, men, some men, the least imaginative, say the need for novelty has to do with uh, another woman you know it's you know even if you have steak every week which i find such a weak excuse sometimes you need hamburger or I, it doesn't make the woman feel good that your steak and the other woman is hamburger right yeah, yeah. i'm the steak i'm the steak let's be clear i know i know i'm not some minced meat <laughs> or your burger machine i'm like you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? It's you know, tell me another one. You yeah. Know? So I really feel that uh, you know it's not a good excuse, and and men who use that excuse, you know, there are so many ways. You know, you can what skydive, you can you know whatever. I just want to share with you a European study that said that men have to find their marriage very, very, very happy before they don't cheat. Whereas women have to find their marriage very, very, very unhappy before they consider cheating. Thirsty and 30. Hey there, are you enjoying this conversation? Well, we'd love for you to be part of our second season. Do you want to be a caller on the show? Or do you just need solid advice from us, your virtual besties? Don't be shy, send us your love problems or episode ideas on our website, thirstyand30.club. Also, please follow us on our Instagram, and 30 so you do not miss any of our future episodes. We also do a live episode on our YouTube channel every Wednesday at 9pm. Do subscribe and join us there, we'd love to have you. Thank you and let's get back to the conversation. Thirsty and 30. <laughs> he agrees. He's like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're impressed. It's true. And I think you have to consider the, the cultural aspect. If you grow up 
in, mm. in a society where cheating is normal, like perhaps here. So yeah. there's a lot of time in Latin America and cheating in Latin America is endemic. Uh, in fact, yeah, I was, I had some doubts about my first marriage, doubts which were subsequently seen to be very sensible. But I was told by my best man on the night before the wedding, he said, don't worry, she's very nice and you can always cheat. And so this, this was sort of uh, the encouraging speech before the wedding. <laughs> wow. So, I think, therefore, if, if, if this, is, this is the way you're brought up, everybody around you is doing this, mm. quite difficult, you know, to, to follow a different path, unless, you know, you've got some really strong sense of, I don't know, religion, or oh, yeah. whatever religion. it may be. Religion matters, but, um, you know, if you, I don't like to say this, but if you look <laughs> at what's been happening in the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> this is his hobby home the Roman Catholic Church. Perhaps, you know, <laughs> the morals of the church are not the best to lead you. It seems to be uh, a belief, and, and unfortunately, in my clinical experience, it seems like men can compartmentalize love and sex far more easily than women can. Okay? So they'll say, what's she complaining about? You know, blah, blah. After all, I go home to her, she gets my salary, blah, blah, blah. However, the other interesting thing is, if you maybe look at your friends, and certainly the research shows, and yet men are more jealous. So women seem to be able to forgive more, whereas men, if they find out their wife is fooling around, or they're, yeah. they're more likely yeah. to end marriage. Do you find that in your experience, your friends, or? <laughs> well, I- dominant position of women. Yeah. Oh, I, oh very interesting. In the yeah. sense that it's much more difficult for a woman to leave, take the children, go and make a new life for herself in many countries. I mean, hmm. in the West, things may be different, but, but say here, yes. uh, yeah. there's no, first of all, there's no divorce. Yeah. There's very little yeah. protection for a woman who wants to leave her husband, etc., etc. So, you know, you've got to be a pretty strong-willed woman to take action in this country, I think. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like this conversation of ours is like the perfect intro to this anonymous letter that I have. Yes. Okay. It's a bit long, but I'll go through it quickly. And I do really, really want to hear what you think. So, dear Thirsty and, thir Thirsty and 30, I'm in my 50s, and I can say that I'm probably one of the unluckiest women in the world to have witnessed cheating all my life. When we were in grade school, my dad would bring us to school every day. There were numerous times when he would pick up a woman, usually a college student, from the bus stop and drop her off somewhere near our school. So it would be him, his kids, and the mistress, all in one car. That time, we were all under the age of 10. So we had no idea what that all meant. This would go on intermittently for years, but none of us ever mentioned anything to our mom. For as long as I can remember, I think our dad told our young minds that we shouldn't tell our mother. Fast forward to when we were in high school, my mom would get anonymous phone calls telling her that her husband is cheating on her and that his mistress is his secretary. My mom never checked on him, never. 
you would sometimes hear her tell my dad, alam ko, hindi santo mga lalaki, nagde-date siguro kapag wala na sa bahay, pero wag ka lang mag-anak sa labas. So fast forward again to my 20s, my dad told me and my siblings that he has a two-year-old love child and that mm-hmm. he wants us to meet her. We were all so surprised, but back then, we didn't have the courage to get mad at him. He forced us to meet up with her regularly from then on, threatening that if we do not, and if we tell our mom, he would disinherit us and give everything to his child. We were hurt, furious, and felt incredible pity for our mother, who was either clueless about the whole thing or turned a blind eye from the truth. Years later, she eventually found out about the love child. She confronted my dad, but it was him who ended up furious and threatened to leave her. You know what my mom decided to do, decided to do? She told my dad that his child can join us for our Sunday family lunches. Unfortunately, his child was evil. Every time she was with us, she would somehow stir up a fight that would make my dad furious at my mom or his grandkids who were around the same age as his kid. This led to my mom deciding that his child cannot come over anymore. He fumed at this decision and only came to his senses when a friend of his convinced him to stop forcing his wife to accept his love child. So now, fast forward to the day, in his 80s and during this pandemic, he refuses to stop sleeping around. It was just recently that they started sleeping in separate rooms because we told her to, for fear that he might infect her with COVID-19 because he still continues his habitual pattern of sleeping with different women. Sorry for the long letter, but citing specifics will give a better picture of what my family has gone through all these years. So my question is, why did my mom put up with this for over 40 years? Why didn't she leave him early on? Why is it acceptable for her that men womenize but just not have a love child? And why hasn't my father stopped and have had any realizations at his age? So many whys. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I would suggest that the the mother had very few resources uh, with which to leave. I mean, given the way he threatened to disinherit everybody, uh, I would think that he would have made life extremely difficult for her. He wouldn't have said, you know, I'll buy you a house in Alabang and uh, I'll give you credit cards and all the rest of 15 trips a year to the United States. So uh, there'll be that. And the result of that, of course, is if she turns a blind eye, why should he stop? Is he having a good time? And... There's no reason to stop. You know, if, if for 80 years he hasn't realized that his behavior is unacceptable, it's extremely unlikely that he's going to become you know, more cognizant. You know, unless, unless you know, the, the proverbial thunderbolt you know, strikes him. Let's say he has a stroke and, you know, he becomes a believer, you know, which happens a lot, particularly the people who are at the end of their life. You know, when, you can see the, when you can see that, you know, there is no light at the end of the tunnel, then, um, you know, you you start to sober up a little and decide whether your behavior is quite, you know, what it will take to find the key to the pearly gates. So (laughs) that's what I think. Um, Yeah. of course, knowing the woman or their financial situation at all. I think um, I have heard of one, though, speaking of what Jeremy said, like, he would say, um, God will forgive. So I think in his head, he, he's also a cheater. God will always forgive. So his game plan is, is that <laughs> the last second, somehow he's going to be able to say, sorry, and then he will forgive. 
<laughs> Some men. That's, uh, I would say not a very sophisticated reading. <laughs> yeah. Of the Lord's, the Lord's I, words. Yeah, definitely I, not. Okay. Not an excuse to. When I heard it. that, I was like, I, what? But I also wanted to tell the letter writer, of course, our heart goes out to her. But then we really don't know any of the other yeah. people involved. We've only heard her side of the story. So, you know, if we were, you know, really ethical professionals, which you never claim to be, so you can be an ethical layman, we yeah. wouldn't try to second guess them or try to psychoanalyze them. However, maybe it might be better for her to just look at her own life in the sense that, you know, our childhood has such a great impact on us. And maybe if, you know, she could go not, you know, maybe to therapy or not even therapy, just trying to understand so that she doesn't make the same mistakes. So that yeah. she doesn't end up with a man and she feels she has to forgive him because if not, you know, she hasn't followed her mother's forgiving nature, or on the other hand, be so quick to leave a man who may have, you know, strayed once because she doesn't want to be like her mother at all. Yeah. You know, she can love them both or hate them both or one or the other. I don't want you to accuse me of a false dichotomy, but just make sure that her life is her own, if she can, you know, in her 50s, maybe, you know, it's time. I mean, I know it's hard, but it's time to not spend all your energy trying to understand your parents' selfish or not so brilliant decisions and just make sure that you make better decisions for your own life. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's all too easy for us either to learn nothing from our mm. pasts yeah. or to take the other view, which is that everything my parents did, I'm going to do the opposite. Mm. Uh, which again, isn't you know, not very clever sometimes. This is one question I have in terms of children and um, let's say a father that cheats. Is it genetic? I think Shari's been wanting to know this. I've been wanting to ask Is this question. genetic? It's genetic. I've never heard of it being genetic. But. <laughs> okay. Later on, when diagnostic tools in psychology or neuroscience get better and better, we may find that some genetics is involved. After all, isn't there the prairie vole and something else and one of the kinds of moles are, are faithful for life and the other kind is not. So there must be something genetic. However, as you say, I think environmental factors make, a, at least at this point from what the research shows, etc., environmental factors, factors including the culture makes, I know, it's a very big determining factor. So in peer the, pressure, peer pressure is a thing. an environmental factor. For sure, yes. yeah. Yes. In this specific situation, how do you stop it? Let's say, because I've been also in a situation where I've been cheated on for 10 years. Oh, and oh. it was very different. The first time it was like there was a hidden dating profile. And then after a while, it was just like an accepted thing because I had different wants. This person had different once and maybe I was too weak to accept that it was not a good 
relationship. Um, and I thought it was a reflection that it's a failure. So I think sometimes women stay because they don't want it to be a reflection of themselves, that mm -hmm. it's a failure. So my question is, if it drags on, how do you stop it? Like you said, do you just like say, okay, I'm going to leave and actually leave and bring the children? Is there other ways? Because I didn't have a child when I... In my specific, I had no one to drag but like a pillow. <laughs> so, but in a situation where there are kids or no kids, how do you stop a prolonged cheating? First of all, I don't think you should spend your energy trying to stop it. Because okay. what you're doing is trying to control this behavior. And the only, the only person's behavior that you can control is your own. Right? What are you going to do if I threaten him or if I bribe him? This is so important to remember that the only person's behavior you can change is your own. So in family therapy, they talk about how family is a system. So it's homeostatic, right? You, you carry on this way. You know, he cheats and you find a way to deal with it. But once there is a change, the other person will also change to keep that balance that you have. So I don't know what it is. If you say, look, I've had enough, I want to leave. He has to do something to keep the balance. I don't know what it is. Beg you to stay because he loves you, beg you. I, there's just one little story I want to tell. Is it okay with your director? But anyway, of course, you can. We I'll extend as ahead. long as, yeah. Oh, no, don't, don't worry. Go ahead. Yes. No, but anyway, remember that letter? We had two letter writers and we could only answer one because it was the same type of letter where she said the same, like, like the story of this lady, you know, that her husband uh, had a love child and she accepted the love child and he promised he would never do it again. But three years later, he did the same thing. And she said, but I cannot leave him because he says he loves me so much. I've heard that. You know, I've heard that line. Can that, can <laughs> that be true, Dr. Holmes? Here's the number one line I used to hear. I would really? never leave you. I would never love her more than I love you. I yeah, was like, yeah. really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> then why do you cheat on me and not on her? Exactly. No, but I always say, I mean, who defines love? Maybe you're right. Maybe he loves you. But is this the kind of love you want? Or yeah. are you settling? Am I feeling? And then Yeah, it's very much the case of defining what love means for you. Yes, for you. And for your spouse. <laughs> and, if, and if they don't uh, if they don't coincide sufficiently then, you know, there's a problem. And if you can, you leave. Mm -hmm. The greater problem, of course, is if you can't if you leave. Can. And, uh, you know, two to three thousand years of history are full of people who've not been able to leave. And they've been I'm very unhappy, and they've gone to their graves unhappy. I'm curious about, um, from the two of you, what does love mean? Because you mentioned that, and it's all we ever really want. Like, this is why we started the show. the main goal of this show, to find <laughs> love. Oh, no, well. no, not to be lonely. But, like, um, I yeah. guess, what, what does love mean? I think that we, we've touched on this. It's steak every day. Ah, <laughs> steak every day. <laughs> 
No you burgers know, on the side. <laughs> you know, I'll just quote Eric from, and I think it's beautiful, and I think love is mature love. Eric from once said, uh, what did he say? Oh, yeah. Immature love says, I love you because I need you. And mature love says, I need you because I love you. Isn't that beautiful? And maybe we can yeah. end on that so we look. We yes, look. yes. Very of course. Although, well, hold on. We, we do have just one last, last question. What okay. is the best, like, because we got this from a lot of people. What's your number one advice for uh, men or women who got cheated on? How do they just, how do they move on? What's the best way that they can just uh, shake it off and live their life? Mm. <laughs> you, you, you can't shake it off. No. It's like, it's like you know, you, you have a car crash and you wake up in hospital and you're missing a leg. Well, you're not going to get it back. <laughs> okay. Then you move on, but you have to move on a bit more slowly. Yes, and yeah. maybe remember, you know, this, it's grief. You know, you feel grief and maybe you can accept that and, you know, we can talk about the four stages of grief, but we don't have time. Don't have that yet. The end of a relationship. Yeah. You grieve, no matter how terrible the relationship is, right, Bea? I've been grieving. I'm. Do I look like I'm grieving now? I think. No, I'm no, not that. <laughs> did you break up with him? No, but it's messy. Years of your life, right? Yeah. You do. All. Yeah. Of course, it makes sense to grieve and. I think sometimes if you pressure yourself to move on or your friends pressure yourself to move on, they're yeah. not doing you a service. Yeah, they're not doing you a favor. It yeah. takes time. You accept it takes time. Well, maybe say yes to a couple of dates. Okay, you know? start with one and then go on to the next. It's a numbers game. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Yes, Margie and Jeremy. Like, Jeremy. you know what? I mean, I, I love do. what you talk about love and all those. Like, I think you just put it out there and kind of punch me in the face in a good way. In a good way. Sometimes you need to be punched and slapped in the face, right? Like you said, fear is a good factor. Um, but, Sherry, how about you before we um, say goodbye to our um, favorite? Um, Yes. I just, I just, I liked, I liked the last line, the um, immature love and mature love. That's like an important thing to yeah. just ingrain in our head. Start looking for mature love and just, and pray. Put it on your forehead. Pray for the best. Thank you for making the time. Um, I understand you both so busy and we are, you know what, hopefully we have some success stories to share with you in a couple months. So. <laughs> we hope we have the love you both have and we're really grateful. Um, we, appreciate, we appreciate all the input that you gave us. We really did learn and I hope we helped you guys, the, the cheaters and the cheated on. I hope we helped. Um, with our professionals. Thank you so much. Yes. We will wrap Thank up you. also. But, but Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank Take you. Care. Sherry, my gosh. Um, what's your takeaway? That was like such a whirlwind of realization, right, today? Um, you know what? My takeaway is, honestly, um, 
I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. There was like so much information to take. May I, let's start with you. What's your takeaway? Because you are actually experienced in this. Um, you know what? What what? Uh, number one is the the fear factor. I think that's so important. If there's something to lose, if you're a woman that just agrees to it and just like takes the you know doesn't look look at what's happening, he will just continuously do it to you. Yeah. Um. Oh, there people said thank. This was great. Thank you. Thank you so much. But um, the main thing is there has to be a fear factor. Number two, search for mature love, and number three know what real love is because if it's not real love then you will cheat on each other and there's no hope but i do believe in hope after i saw them yeah and i also like what she said i guess my main takeaway is like okay it could be love this person's cheating on you but is it the love that you deserve or is it the love that you want um i think we should leave our audience at that Um, yes thank you everybody for watching next week thirsty and 30 Wow, now do you see why this is one of my favorite conversations? Here's something to think about. Think of the last time you tried to change something about yourself. It could be your coffee habit, sleep schedule, or just trying to stop yourself from chewing on your pen or something. Now, do you remember how hard that was? And that's you trying to change yourself. Imagine how much harder it is to change somebody else. Do you. Don't waste your time changing a partner who won't do good by you. You deserve better. Again, we hope you enjoyed this one. You can watch the full interview on our YouTube channel, Thirsty and 30. Please subscribe to us there. We'd really appreciate it. See you next time, everybody. Stay thirsty. Toodles. Thirsty and 30.